Hi, I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor of the Good Oak Missionary Baptist Church. And listen, let me just say, well, proactively, a little ahead of time, Happy New Year. Lord says the same in the creek don't rise, man. We're going to see a new year. And listen, I don't know about you, but God has blessed us, man. We have gone through the storm. We have gone through the rain. We have tried to navigate and make our way through this pandemic-riddled season. Uh, some of you haven't been working. Some of you have been unemployed. Some of you have been looking for jobs. Man, listen, I heard a statistic just the other day that said 43 million people are already not working the jobs that they were working prior to the pandemic. Some were laid off, some were fired, some just quit. Some just said, you know what, life is too short and I'm going to do what I love to do instead of doing what I perceived that I had to do. Wherever you are, here's the wonderful news. God is still on the throne. And as we go into this new year, we go into it with excitement, but we go into it with some trepidation. We go into it thinking about what was, but also what can be. And my hope is, and prayer is that you realize that your life will never fulfill its potential without God being at the center of your life. Not just in your life, but at the center of your life. We're grateful and thankful for this New Year's Eve devotional. And I hope and pray you're counting down the minutes till we move into the new year. Now, if you're like my grandmother, my grandfather, you know, when you were young, you remember when you were young, it, it, man, when somebody said, I'm going to stay up all night, you were like, woo, that, that was like grown folk talk. You know what I mean? You were excited to stay up all night. As you get older, now you're just excited to wake up in the morning, right? It's like, you're not even worrying about staying up all night. Be like my grandparents, you just be like, you say, oh, you going to stay up to see the ball drop? You know, we lived in New York. You going to stay up to see the ball drop? He's like, no, no, I'll just see y'all in the morning. If the Lord says the same, I'll see y'all in the morning. And wish y'all a happy new year tomorrow if I see y'all in the morning. And that was it. They went on to bed, right? And we stayed up, but now I'm getting like them. Now I'm like, look here, I'm going to bed. I ain't worried about staying up to see no ball drop nowhere. I am going to bed, and I will see y'all in the morning, all right? But listen, we're grateful and thankful that the Lord has brought us to this place and to this time. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we bless you and thank you for today. Uh, we pray now that you will... Be glorified. Uh, challenge us today to think about our lives, to think about not just how we have lived, but how we will live. For somebody today, God, uh, they're making a commitment to make a change so they can experience a change. And I pray, God, that by your spirit, you would give them the power they need to make the change that they need to become all you want them to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm sure all of you have come to a place where you saw that sign that was shaped like a Y. Uh, that Y represents a fork in the road. And when you come to that place, that fork in the road, you have to make a decision. Will you go left or will you go to the right? 
And where you end up will be determined by which fork in the road you take. Uh, Let me give you an example. If you, for example, are driving in to Houston on 288, you come to a fork. And on that fork, you have to decide, are you going to go towards and pick up 45, or you're going to go to the right and pick up 59. Both of those highways will take you north, but they do not come back together. They are divergent from each other, and one will take you to Lufkin, and one will take you towards Dallas. It all depends on where you want to go. Now, the reason I say this is because All of us come to a metaphorical fork in the road in our lives. We have choices to make. And I think all of us can look at people, especially those in the public eye, and we can identify people who have made bad choices. They've had tremendous opportunities, and they squandered those opportunities. Some of them have lost their lives because of the choices that they made. And these were not choices they had to make in terms of this is something they had to do. This is something they chose to do. And they chose to do it and it was a bad decision. My brothers and sisters, as we come into the first of this new year, you have an opportunity to make a choice. You you can't go back and change the decisions you've already made. But here's what we do know. A better destination is in front of you if you're willing to make a better decision. You can make decisions today not to impact where you have been in your yesterday, but to impact where you will be in your tomorrow. Today, for a few moments, I want to share with you from this thought how to be blessed by your choices, how to be blessed by your choices. Our foundational text today is Joshua chapter 24. And my hope and my prayer is that you will hear me today in this, in this brief but prayerfully blessed sermonic offering because I, I want you to think about the choices that you've made and then think about where you are, and then think about the choices you need to make so that you end up someplace different later than where you are right now. Joshua chapter 24 is our foundational text. We'll start at verse 15. Here's here's the first thing I want you to see. If if you're going to be blessed by your choices, number one, uh, you need to realize you have the power to choose the direction for your life. You have the power to choose the direction for your life. Uh, Verse 15 says, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
Joshua is talking to the children of Israel. He is coming to the end of his journey. And he wants them to understand that in the exercising of their will, they have the power to choose. So he says, choose this day whom you will serve. You make the choice. You make the decision. Uh, that, That word, choose, is an imperative conjunction. Uh, literally, it's a command. Make a decision. Choose. See, here's what we need to understand. Everybody in life makes a choice. Those of you who are watching right now, those of you who are listening right now, you make a choice. You may make a bad choice. You may make a good choice. And can I tell you something? Even when you don't think you are making a choice, you are choosing even in that passive perceived state. You are still choosing. God says you've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice. If you want something different, then you've got to choose to do something different. If you want to be at a place that you're not right now, then you've got to make a choice that's going to change your direction so you can get where you ultimately want to be instead of just staying where you are. You've got to make a choice. And my brothers and sisters, nobody can make the choice for you. You grown, you 21 and then some. God says, when are you going to take responsibility, not just for the choices that you've made? Oh God, but watch this. When are you going to take responsibility for the choices you are making? That sets somebody free right there. You you can't change the choices that you've made, but what are you going to do differently with the choices you are making right now? I don't have to go any further. I don't have to go any further. I can stop right there. You got your message right there. You have the power to choose. See, life is really the sum total of the choices we've made over our lifetime. And God says you must take responsibility for your choices. Even if you didn't have the power over your choices in the past, you have the power over your choices in the present. Can I tell you something that I've learned, and I've learned this the hard way, it's been a painful lesson, and and sometimes it comes back up and I've got to remind myself, The negative messages of your past, the negative things that people have done, the negative things that people have said, when they are constantly playing in your present and they dictate your future, somewhere along the line, you have to hit the pause button, the stop button, or the erase button. And it really can't happen without the power of God. Every now and then, man, those negative messages will come up and they will pop up. And you can't allow those things from your past to hinder you or to derail you from making the choices you need to make in your present. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 2 says, a wise person chooses the right road. A fool takes the wrong one. A wise person. Ecclesiastes 10 2. A wise person chooses the right road. A fool takes the wrong one. Here's the second thing. It's right here in the text. I told you first you have the power to choose the direction for your life. Number two, you must make exercising your power to choose your priority. Make exercising 
the power to choose your priority. Verse 14, Joshua 24, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. He says, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Choose this day. Now and this day suggests what? A priority. Here's what Joshua understood, and here's what God wants you and I to understand. There's a danger in procrastinating and putting off today what you think you're going to do tomorrow. You've got to choose now. When are you going to make the decision? Now. Every decision you make or don't make moves you quicker to a solution or keeps you in a bad situation. Every decision you make, every decision you don't make will either move you to a solution or keep you in the situation that you find yourself in. No excuses. He says you need to make a decision and you need to do it now. Let me ask you a question. When do you typically start doing something? Is it immediate or do you put it off? Let me give you an example. It's New Year's. Uh, You knew that one of your resolutions was going to be to lose weight. And you've known that not for days, not for weeks, not for months, for years. And you got to the end of the year, and you say, you know what, man, 2022 is going to be my year. 2022 is going to be my year. I'm a, man, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to get myself together. I got to get myself healthy. I'll start after Christmas. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Oh, it's Thursday. Man, I need to get that. Boy, I just went to the doctor. My blood pressure high. I need to get my sugars high. I need, man, I start, I'll get started on Monday. Right? Whatever it is, we typically put it off. We don't embrace it as a now issue. And Joshua basically says, hey, now, choose this day what you're going to do. What you're going to do? That's basically what Joshua was saying. What are you going to do? What are you prepared to do? Then do it. Stop procrastinating because procrastination is the enemy of progress. He says, make up in your mind. Do it now. Do it now. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. The New King James translation reads, we then... As workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now 
is the day of salvation. Come on, put now in the chat. Everybody say now. Say it to yourself. Now is the day. Now is the time. Now is the time. You have the power to choose the direction for your life. You got to exercise the power to choose and make it your priority. Now. Here's the third thing. You must reconnect, commit yourself to serve the Lord and doing right. You've got to recommit to serving the Lord and doing right. Now, now let, me, let me share this with you. Uh, I'm working on a new series for this coming year. I haven't announced it yet. You, you'll, hear, you'll hear it. You'll, you'll see some of the uh, marketing for it. But, but here, here's the point. It's, it's time for us to look in the mirror and say enough is enough. Now, there were some people who took advantage of COVID. They, they didn't know how long COVID was going to last. They didn't know, for example, how long we were going to be locked down. But they, but they made some decisions. Like, like, for example, I know of one young man who taught himself how to play the piano over COVID. Uh, I know somebody else who taught themselves how to paint, and, and they were taking virtual painting lessons. They, they weren't painting before March of 2020, and now they are painting and, and painting some phenomenal pieces of art. People took advantage of the time. Others of us, while we did do some things, for some of us, the biggest accomplishment we had over COVID was the weight we gained. Right? And we talk about those COVID pounds. The Omicron variant is with us, and it is rising in terms of the impact it's having on people's lives. And here's the question I want to ask you. I don't know what has happened the last almost two years, but what you going to do moving forward? Right? What you going to do moving forward? How long are you going to allow this self-imposed depression uh, anxiety, worry, procrastination, how long are you going to allow it to affect you? Or are you going to do something now? Some of you have had to learn, and if you haven't learned, I hope you are learning how to redefine your faith beyond coming to a church building or campus. You've had to learn that when the Bible talks about church, in the New Testament, it is never referring to a building. It's always referring to a people. And you've had to learn that if all you could do is define your faith by the chores that you did within the building, then you are not a disciple of Jesus. You are a member of a church. Because being a disciple means you are being salt and light where you are, not gathering into a building and defining your faith by your faithfulness to coming to a building. I know I'm right about it. So here's what God says. Recommit yourself. Recommit yourself to serving God and doing what's right. Verse 14, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. 
Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods of your fathers, the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Watch what Joshua says. People of Israel, make a decision to serve God. There's no neutrality when it comes to serving God. He says, make a commitment to serve God and do it now. The question is not, will you worship? The question is, who will you worship and how will you worship? He says, fear the Lord, reverence the Lord, worship the Lord, and serve him. There's this aspect of both worship and work that comes to our relationship with the Lord. Boy, I wish I had time to put a cord in the meter and park here for a second. For example, we're moving in this next year, we're moving our food pantry back to Friday and Saturday. Friday is our preparation day. Saturday is our distribution day. Why? Because we're recognizing that serving food and making it available during the week, during business hours, precludes families who are dealing with food insecurities from coming if they are at work. It worked fine when people were laid off when our whole society was locked down. But how do we go back now so we can maximize the number of people that we can serve? So we're going back to Friday, which means what? I need some of you who are my Friday volunteers, my worship and work crew. You know who you are. You would come out to worship and work. We would have a word, we would have worship, and then we would work in preparation. And then there were others of you. Some of you came on Friday night and then came back and served on Saturday. We were doing it once a month. Now we're going to do it every week. But I'm asking you to make a commitment of at least once a month. So maybe your weekend will be the first weekend of the month. Maybe your, your commitment will be the second weekend of the month. Somebody else will come the third weekend in the month. But here's my point. Worship should always manifest itself in work. Our celebration of God should always manifest itself in serving. Joshua says, Serve the Lord in sincerity and in faithfulness. Serve him. Work for him. And do it in sincerity and in faithfulness. In integrity and in certainty. I'm going to stop right here, but this is what I need you to do for me. As you're praying about what God wants from you. See, See, so many times... We're asking God what we want from him. But I want you to pray and ask God, God, what do you want from me? And then I want you to choose. And when you make that choice to serve God, to work, to worship, do it with integrity and be intentional in doing it. Be faithful in doing it. See, there are many of you, listen, and I'm, I'm talking about myself too. I'm not just talking about you. You have started on the right road and quit somewhere along the line. There's somebody I'm talking to you right now. You started in school. 
and you quit. You quit. You stop going. You finish the class, two classes, three classes. You said, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a semester off. That semester has turned into years. And, and, and you just need to get back and be faithful in doing it one step at a time. Can I tell you my own testimony just real quick? Some of you know it, but let me just share it with you. You know, I went to school. I was in the class of 1983. My degree wasn't conferred until 1990. Until 1990. I was in the class of 83. Technically, the alumni office, I'm still classified in the class of 83, but I did not get my degree conferred. It was not given until 1990. They mailed it to me because I was already in grad school in Texas. I wasn't in Pennsylvania. I wasn't going back to walk. Just send it to me. But can I tell you a turning point in my life? A turning point in my life came when I looked at not only how far I had come, but how far I had to go and recognized that the only way I was going to get there was one step at a time, or in this instant, one class at a time. And so I just made up in my mind, guess what? My full-time days in school were over. Days to party, over. Playing ball, over. Man, at that point, I was married, I had kids. It was over but I still wanted to finish my degree. I'm talking about my undergraduate degree. Now listen, y'all, I have a master's degree and a doctorate degree now. I mean, I've earned degrees, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. I was at that point. I was literally working a job that all I needed was a high school diploma. And I had three years plus of college. And I was working a job, making minimal amount, trying to finish my degree. And I knew I couldn't go back three, four, five classes. I couldn't go back full time. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the time. So guess what I did? I went and registered. I made up my mind, literally. It was one New Year's. I made up my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going to take one class. If I can squeeze in two, I'm going to take two. I took two classes. Took one class. Went back, talked to my advisor, all of my major classes were done. All I had was electives left. Took one class, took two classes, took one class, took two classes. And finally I got to the point where it was like, man, one more class, all you got to do is write your paper and you're done. And I was like, wow. But I never would have got there if I didn't start. Don't lament what you haven't done in the past or bad choices in the past and allow that to keep you from making great choices in your present. I want to encourage you today. There's power. There's power, y'all, in the ability to choose. And I want you this year to be blessed by your choices. Amen? Come on, let's pray. God, thank you for today. Um, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I pray now, God, that you will... Bless our time, uh, the time that we have spent in your word. I pray that you would encourage somebody to make the best choices they can now, right where they are, to make choices that will change the direction of their life, change the trajectory of their life and their family. 
even if they lament time wasted in the past, God help them today to not waste time in their present or in their future. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, if you want to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. If you would click on the button that says, I want to become a Christian. I want to be saved. How do I do that? We want to help you if you need the Lord. Remember, there's only two kinds of people in the world, people who know the Lord and people who need the Lord. If you need the Lord, we want to help you to get that relationship with God. It's not about rituals, routines, or religion. It's about a relationship with the God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you there. So I want to encourage you to click on that button. If you want to become part of our church family and you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I want to go into the new year with a church family. Guess what? For this season of your journey, however long it is, man, we would love to have you part of the Good Hope Church family and more uh, explicitly the I Hope Church family, our internet hope, uh, our internet version of Good Hope. We would love to have you part of this church family. And we're going to love you and encourage you, pray for you, uh, to help you become all that God wants you to be. We'd love for you to worship the Lord in giving if you'd like to give. You've had opportunities throughout the service, but if you haven't worshiped the Lord already in giving, there are six ways that you can worship the Lord on the digital platform here, and we would love for you to worship with us. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some special music coming up. Um, We've got, man, some of God's best uh, who have blessed us here at our church, and um, I'm not even going to tell you. All I'm going to tell you is this. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because we have some, some of God's best singers who are going to bless you during this worship time as we prepare to go into the new year. All right? Listen, God bless you. God be with you. If you stay up and count and see the new year in, whether you count it in from New York or Paris or uh, Tonga in the South Pacific or wherever you may be, Listen, happy new year, and if I don't get a chance to see you, to wish you a happy new year, at that moment, I'll see you in the new year if the Lord says the same. All right? God bless you, and God be with you, and remember, I love you. All right? Take care. Bye-bye.